They say a family that prays together stays together. But what if you can't even get your family together? We are the Sisters Collective. Three generations. Four sisters. Helping you navigate this crazy world. One family meeting at a time. This podcast is the intersection of education, sisterhood, and the ever-changing dynamics of family. We invite you to pull up a seat and join our family meeting. Hey, hey. All right. we're back. Welcome back. Another week, y'all. Yes. Wait, it's February. And it's yes, Black it History Month. Yeah. Black, yeah. black, black. Blackity, black, 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 black. Yes. <laughs> Even though we should celebrate blackness all year round, you know what I'm saying? Because we don't like that. I'm just saying. And I have some thoughts on um, spaces where, though this is a national holiday, they don't acknowledge it. I have some mm-hmm. thoughts about that. Mm. Um, some real issues with that. But um, we're going to get back to <laughs> right. we're stay on the topic. And maybe I'll discuss that during my week. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you about what that means in a minute. Yeah. Um, so let's start with high check. Heart check, heart check. Where, where we at? I am exhausted. Okay, new mommy life um, is real. Uh, right now, I am like so tired. <laughs> so tired. Baby girl is she's sleeping better through the night, but every now and then, at least for the past um, maybe past week, she wakes up once or twice a night. Hmm. Like just random times. Just ra- at random times. Is she times. wanting to feed or just... Sometimes she wants to feed. Sometimes I literally just have to rock her and she'll go back to sleep. But I just be like... But it's interrupting your sleep. <laughs> yes. So last night, I got better sleep last night. But overall, I literally have this... Um, I think it's called metastasis. I can't... Uh, however you pronounce it. But it's literally when... Because I'm breastfeeding. It's literally when you're, the milk has just filled up so much... And also, it's almost like it's there. Your ducts are like infected. It's engorged. Yeah, it's engorged. Yes. So it won't it drain. No, she can still drink, but it just hurts. Like it, it fills up so much. Like it's filling up extra. So that hurts. And then all of a sudden, you start feeling like you have the flu almost. Like you're sweating mm-hmm. and all of that. Mind you, it's like super cold. So all of those things happened last night, and I'm just like. I was tired. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> Any oh. remedies for that? For the, the engorgement? Um, one of the remedies is, of course, like pump it out or have the baby eat every two hours to try to empty it out. But I did that and it was just like signaling it to produce more milk. Yeah, so it's just yeah. filling up even more. So I need to like pump it out and try to hopefully get like a good four ounces, maybe four and a half. Like I hope it can just... Okay pump all the like empty it out because do you have to pump and dump or it's still good milk it's still good milk so it's she just, can still use it mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's just full mm. and, it hurts. and it hurts you so. can save that for when she's here with mom mm-hmm. yeah 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 i'm gonna use my regular milk so i'll just put it my regular pump and just put it in the freezer like i usually do but yeah i'm just tired well, i love y'all we're gonna, better days. We gonna right get through now. this episode right. <laughs> right. 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 right and then i'm gonna take a nap <laughs> and if you hear me chewing it's because i am <laughs> and that's that on that. So I'm I'm probably at. So what what's your number? Um, no, your face is like a two. You're like <laughs> maybe a three, maybe a three. Okay, because also okay. my head hurts. So there's that. Okay, there, there's that. Yeah. yeah. So that's what your your physical body is feeling like. Mm-hmm. What your what your heart feeling like though? My heart, my heart is good. I um a few days ago, one of my friends and I, we both were kind of in a very emotional space. Mm-hmm. 
And we had already, before that, we decided to meet. Mm-hmm. And, but the day of, it was like, ooh, I'm like... I don't really feel like this. I don't this. really feel like it. But it was like, well, we both in emotional funk. So let's just still try to meet and, like, maybe the conversation Work will help us. And baby, when I tell you, that conversation helped so much. We both felt, okay, I feel so much it's better after this. Yeah, yeah, I felt it's, sense of relief after Sometimes that, so. that's what you need. I think the worst part is when you're in that space and you have somewhere that you expect it to be. And you don't feel safe going while you're in that emotional yeah. space because you don't know how that'll be received, where you're going, right. or it just might not be an appropriate space for the right, energy that right. you're bringing. Uh, that's the worst. But um, I, I intentionally differentiated what you were feeling mm-hmm. physically yeah, yeah. from what you were feeling is, emotionally. Because sometimes when we are physically not well, we attribute that to to us being emotionally not well. Yeah, They're two, that's, that's two, two different, right. two different right. spaces. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can be emotionally well and physically sick. You can be <clears throat> physically sick and emotionally well. Mm-hmm. So it's important that you differentiate. Yeah, absolutely. Good. I'm glad so, you said that. Yeah. So yeah, emotionally, heart. My heart is at like a four and a half. Okay, so we're gonna um, take the four. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <I'm good>. <laughs> do you want me to add them together and make it a three point five? No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly. Okay. You and your math. <laughs> I mean, it'd be accurate though. You're right. Yeah. It, it's. So who's next? I'm um. I'm really good. Like, I'm good. I'm focused. Um, today, I, get, I was going to say I get to teach Sunday school, but it's not really Sunday school. I don't know what, I don't know what new church is called. They don't call it Sunday school. They call it kids church. I don't know what they Children's call it. Children's church. Children's church. I don't know. I don't get to teach it. I'm volunteering. Um, and I'm excited um, that I get to volunteer in the kids church and um, just see what they do and be with the little kitties. It's middle school age kids, so that's They're where not I'm, kitties, first off. I know. So let's just... If you go in there thinking that they're going to be little ones, no, they're, they're not. not. So I've already volunteered them before, but so they're middle school age kids. But that's where I love oh, the middle school yeah. age. That's yeah, where yeah. I flow. You know, that's where I actually yeah. am a middle school counselor. So I love it. Um, getting them to have like games and all the stuff in there, and I'm like, oh, we're gonna play Mario Kart. Let's get it. You know, so um, <laughs> so I love it. So I'm excited that I get to pour into the kids. You know, and you know, outside of being like at work, so that's great. My kids are good. I'm I'm good. I'm like at four point eight. Nice. Oh, good, good, good. But I am a little sick, a little snotty, so I can't touch my niece today. No. So that makes my heart unwell. But I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably at a good 4.82. The point two is only because I have some pressing things that I need to get done, and I'm never like, until that stuff gets done, right. you know what settled. I mean? Yeah. I'm not yeah. that settled. Yeah. But 4.8, I'll give it a good 4.8. Things are clicking on all, all cylinders. Um, reach That's education good. consultant reach 19 years Woo! Oh, wow. really? 19 oh, years old goodness. you deserve so, a cake for that milestone hey no no cake I'm no cake to get thighs together <laughs> um, but yeah so all, all is well got some lots of interesting good things that I would be able to announce coming up soon yes. so I can't wait for that um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm at a good 4.8 I'll give it a good 4.8 amen mm-hmm. and, and I'll say this week um, it's, it's been a good week we um, had some things, challenges, things that came came my way. But like I always tell, I've been telling people that I interact with, it's our response to a thing. When it comes, like it's coming to attack, it's how do I respond to it mm. that makes a difference. So if I'm looking at the positive and how I respond, um, then it's all going to work out. So right. um, I'm just not letting the little small things hinder my progress and um i think so i'm a good 4.0 
Oh, come on, 4.0. All right, all right. You ain't do your calculation. Uh, I was already trying to do 9.6, 4.0. It was at 13. And you were another, um, you were four. Four, 13 at 17 divided by 4. That's like 3. No, three, that's 4. four, four yeah. 16. You stop. I'm right. You got 4.25, I think. I'm like, use your calculator, child. <laughs> I'm trying. I know. I'm you ain't 8 yet, so you it's too early. <laughs> Yes, so what is happening with the Sisters Collective this month? So, this month is the Sister Sister Takeover. Woo! Woo! Each week, that was a, y'all are, y'all are horns were weak. <laughs> okay, so do it again. Say it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we so this month, yeah, yeah, this month we're going to do a Sister Sister Takeover where each week a different sister will be the conversation starter. So yes. they'll pick whatever topic they want to talk about. They'll share it with us. Mm-hmm. We can do our research to add to the conversation, but one person will be responsible for starting the conversation. And this week Woo! we have... Jennifer. And in that week, you're learning more about that individual. Right. What they care about. about where their, their concerns lie. Mm-hmm. Who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so this, this is how they great. And that was the whole purpose of it. So you kind of get an inside scoop to who we are, how we are, what, how we think and mm-hmm. process and what matters to us. Mm-hmm. Um, just to let you in a little more. And uh, so this week, we're going to start off with Big Hand. Yes, that's Big right, Hand. That's right, Big Hand taking over. So today, this week as I prepared um, for my topic, I pondered, okay, what would I talk about? What's important to me? Mm-hmm. And I encountered a situation um, where one of my staff members brought a student to me. And when he brought the student, she was in tears. But I'm familiar with the student because when she first came back this year, I was the per- first person who helped her. So she began, I knew some of her situation, um, knew that the family was homeless. They were living in a hotel. She struggled Mm -hmm. with getting to school. And um, what was important for me is that she's on track for graduation, three credits away, and I need her to graduate. It's not an option for me to sit back and allow a student to just drop out because of not having transportation or not being able to get to school. So we worked out a plan, but it's still, she wasn't able to get to school like she needed to. So this particular time when she came in, her um, she talked to the staff member about her mom being in a hospital, and it's just her and her brother. She's still trying to get to school um, to finish her coursework for the year. Um, and they So the staff member brought her to me, and we put a plan in place, and... Um, but then she told him, well, we don't really have food. Well, we do have a food pantry on our campus. And I said, well, let's go check to see if there's any food there. Well, we've given out a lot of food, so there's nothing really in there until we get it restocked to give out to families. Um, so I know when we've gone through our situations um, of homelessness in our younger days, there were always people who stepped in to help. Um, we were never um, with, without. We always had a place to stay and while right now they are um they do have a place to stay they didn't have food so i immediately said like it's no issue we'll take you to the store go get food and um she didn't ask me to do that i just took it upon myself because if i have the ability to step in and help someone that's what i'm going to do so we go to go to the store pick out everything i go drop her off at home mom is still in the hospital dealing with different you know, I, I don't really know all of the ailments that she's dealing with, mm-hmm. but the mom was just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because um, she called her mom to let her know what I was doing. 
And I told the mom it, it's no problem. So I began to think about my topic. I wanted it to be on homelessness, but I wanted to talk about how do we help children to not think about their current situation. How do I think past this? How do I think of where am I going to go after I graduate? Because I was talking to her about college, and she said, well, I don't want to go far. She's gotten accepted into other schools that's not here in the Orlando area. She was like, I can't go far. I have to be here for my family. Mm -hmm. So then I'm thinking, like, it, it, it. yes, she has to be here for her family, but she has to think about her future as well. And so how do you help kids to be able to see? Because I've seen it gone differently. I've seen kids who have experienced homelessness and still they seem to break the cycle. But then there's some who can't get out of the cycle and it continues. And so now it's how do we help people? How do in our different spheres of influence, how do we help children to be able to see past their current situation? I think for me, um, <clears throat> a lot of what you're saying hits home because it's interesting that you brought this topic, but I can already see how that is an interest for every single person at the table. Mm -hmm. One, because we've experienced it, but then second, the, 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 our spheres of influence directly impact homelessness mm -hmm. or the impacts of homelessness. Um, part of the research that I was doing, that I'm doing in school, is talking directly about the effects of poverty on children's ability to learn mm -hmm. the impacts of it I could go deeper into the fact that um, poverty and capitalism are, are bedfellows mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. reason we one of the leading causes of homelessness um, and this young lady is dealing with it is illness in the family when the breadwinner breadwinner is ill and they're not home or the breadwinner is ill so she can't work that means she's not going to be able to have the kind of money that is necessary to provide mm -hmm. stable um housing like rent um so all they're going to be able to do is week to week kind of uh stuff with it depending on the generosity of others to pay them their their uh, ability to stay in a hotel week after week after week after week Ooh. not understanding that being in those hotels is more expensive than paying mm -hmm. rent. Yes. yes but that's all they can do is week to week, depending on the generosity of others. Mm -hmm. um, but what dawned on me as I started doing the research, when we talk about the impacts and the effects of, of poverty on children's ability to learn, is that we have children are bearing the brunt of the effect of, par of poverty. Adults are more equipped emotionally to handle mm -hmm. improper situations. You have children who are feeling the brunt of the of the exposures of, of poverty. And it's a poverty that they did not create. Right, right. She's she's in poverty because her mom's in poverty. So you ask how we can fix it? We're gonna have to get first of all, the mom has to has to give her permission to leave. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm -hmm. She has to. That's true. Now, yeah. we know that the mom needs the daughter, but that's not her child's responsibility. So how you fix this, we got to help the mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if, if we don't get the mom healthy, if we don't get the mom back on her feet, if we don't get the mom back in a, in a good, stable job, if you don't fix the mom's poverty, you can't fix the child's poverty. And if that child's if that child is graduating and her family is still in poverty, 
her heart is not going to want to leave. No, I don't no. care what you say. Mm -hmm. Until her mom is more stable, She's her heart will not be free to go unless her mom says, leave, I got I it. And mm -hmm. even yeah. then, it'll be tough. But if she knows that there's a support system here helping her mom and her brother because she's the oldest, she's going to be responsible. You know that. She's going to take on the brunt of that responsibility even if nobody told her to. Mm. She's not gonna let her brother be without while her mom is 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 ill. So if that mom is not is not doesn't get a circle around her and somebody's not helping them get in a more stable position, it's going to be very difficult for that child who has already accepted the fact that I have to take care of my family mm. as her personal responsibility. It's gonna be very difficult for her to leave. Nothing wrong with her not leaving, but the fact of the matter is she shouldn't have to. She shouldn't have that to. Should be a that, that, she shouldn't have to decide not to leave, for the sake of the finances of her family. Mm -hmm. When the finances of her family is not her responsibility. You know, one thing that I found um, interesting is that when you meet certain families, and I, I don't know if it has anything to do with race, but certain families won't say that I'm homeless. What well, we call it in transition. Mm -hmm. So we don't call it homeless. We you're in transition. They won't say. They're in transition, but if you don't have your own place, you're in transition. Because by there definition. Are certain, you're, That's there what are it is certain, by definition. You have certain resources available for you for kids that are in school. Um, so, they, But you have to let people know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes how we find out that families are in transition is when a student may write an essay. Mm -hmm. And it comes out. And you're like, wait a minute, we didn't know this. But these are some of your highest performing kids mm -hmm. in transition. But that's something we just don't talk about because they see if we're staying in a hotel, that's where we live. And that's not that's our home. So that's not considered homelessness. I think for some of it is is semantic. They don't they don't really some of it is they're not hiding it. Some of it is they really don't know that legally if you're living in a hotel that is considered homeless because that is not permanent housing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is not permanent. You got to pay week by week by week. That is not permanent. You don't have a lease. Mm -hmm. Or I think also if depending on the, the parent, it might be pride. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. It could be a, it, it could be a combination, yeah, a combination of those of things. things. Correct. Correct. I, I know of situations where the parent was living in a hotel with somebody else and the child is still going to school and you're wondering... What's the decline? What is this altering of this child's performance, their grades, their their behavior? And it's like you find out later. Lack of stability. Mm -hmm. Lack of stability has a lot to do with that. So I I also think like you have to like impact the parents, impact the the mom, impact whoever the guardian of that child is because I know for me like during those situations I'm like okay what is going on like i know what this feels like i know what it is i know what's staying in the hotel and mm -hmm. the week the week i know what those are mm -hmm. um all the way up until my senior year of high school like that's crazy but it was the reality so you have to luckily i was able to at one point stay with you um in my last couple of years um but it really just having in your mind as a child i was like i'm ready to go that was that was a different uh i guess thing for me it was like I need to get out of here you know what I often think about all the years that you guys stayed in a hotel and I remember going to your campus when you were um in school in Fort Lauderdale and the dormitory was a hotel oh, no. oh, and I often hotel. wondered was that triggering mm, mm. I don't know 
it was weird because it's like, why is this a hotel? Like, and this is a dorm room. Yeah. <laughs> this is the dorm room. This is an old hotel. Like, it felt like it. But no, I don't think it was triggering. Mm-hmm. It wasn't triggering for me because I was still able. I knew where I was. You I knew what knew, you were there for. I knew I was there for, and I felt I got away. Mm-hmm. So I'm good. Um, so I didn't. I don't think I was ever triggered by it. But I think to a certain extent, you knew she was gonna be able to take care of herself. Yes. You know that she would she would get yes, it figured yes. out. But you also didn't take on that burden on yourself. No. You also didn't feel like you needed to. No. Take and you had no. other siblings, so you, yeah. we knew you knew it to a certain extent. She wasn't gonna fall through the cracks and just right. Be I knew indigent. she wasn't because like right before I left, um, she got an apartment, so it wasn't right. like it was not oh I gotta be concerned. But I also because it wasn't the first time. Mm-hmm. Right. So I wasn't like. And I oh, think I maybe you seen her bounce back before, or yes. you know, kind of. Yes, and so I, I realized because she always kind of had a job, so it wasn't like she was just not working. Right. Mm-hmm. It was just not enough money. Not enough money, mm-hmm. and what can you do with that sometimes, mm-hmm. especially with the economy the way it is. So. And it's getting worse. I though. understood yeah. that. So for me, it was just like, I, I gotta go. So it depends on if that child, if that's the first time, if they've been made to feel bad about it like oh you can't say nothing to nobody because i know people like parents be like don't tell nobody what's going on and like you can't tell your so-and-so and this person never don't tell nobody what's going on but it's like wait a minute I, we need help that, but you know what yeah. i'm the type of person when i see what happens is when you see people come in and they're trying to enroll and then they don't really have like the documents for that particular place. So you start, I start asking more questions because I want to know if you can't provide me with the documents needed to enroll, there must be something. So either you're trying to get over or no, you have a serious situation. Mm -hmm. So I found out from the beginning when they first enrolled that they were homeless because the mom told me this because I just kept asking because at first it came across you know how somebody comes across aggressive, mm-hmm. but I see past when people talk mm-hmm. aggressive because it's like it's usually a front for something. Yeah, because I have I haven't done anything. Protecting yourself from something, and so as I began to talk to her and ask more questions, I'm like, okay, this is the situation. So now I know how to help you. So eventually, that was you know they were staying in a hotel, but eventually she got an apartment. But now you're in an apartment, but you're in a hospital, and. Okay, so... So she is in an apartment now? Or she's she in an apartment. Person? No, she's in an apartment now. But you're in the apartment and you still have to pay rent. And I started looking at the prices of apartments in my that's area, expensive. my school. It's the $1,400. It's a mortgage. Yeah, that's... And, and these so, aren't good... It's not like they're, they're great luxury apartments. apartments. So I'm like, okay, if I'm paying at least $1,000 or more for an apartment, you have to look at how much you have to make to be able to pay that. I, mm-hmm. I can remember when I graduated first, I, I think rent was, when I got the apartment over in Roseman, I think I was paying six, seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was. <laughs> but now we stop and think about the, the our financial situation, the fact that we have um, good jobs and we have good businesses and we have income that consistently comes in, fourteen hundred dollars would still be uh, you know that oh, yeah. that would for be a lot person. even for one for one of us yeah. to make it would be like that would be a, a stretch of our faith like you understand what it I is. mean so think about someone who has who doesn't have jobs that bring in the income that we bring in and then that's just rent I not lights like not water, water not 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 food it, like... not not transit mass transit not you know buses and all that kind of stuff 
Mm-hmm. You well over you you bought it two thousand dollars a month and you you don't make that money. It made me think of why this probably resonated with you, Jane. Um, with her being the oldest and having to take on that responsibility. And actually she's not the oldest. The brother okay. is older, but she's the girl. She's the second. It's only two of them. Where's the older brother? He's, he's at home. He's at he's at home, but She's the one that takes responsibility, responsibility. for right. when something's not. She's holding it together. Mm-hmm. He's the oldest. Huh? He's already graduated from high school? Yes. Yeah. What so, but not. Yeah, not. Mm-hmm. And that happens sometimes. Not productive. And that's no different than our, our situation. No, that was no, That was no different. Um, so, and mentally, she has the ability. Academically, she has the ability. And it would be a waste. Um, it would be unfortunate for her not to do something. Um, like you guys already stated, you know, just as a guidance counselor, I, my heart breaks in situations like this because I, I see the students, I'm evaluating their transcripts. I'm looking at them. I'm like, okay, so where are we going to go? Let's get this money. Let's get you into school. Let's, but I'm not going to go. Um, even my favorite student, um, Tiffany, and she writes me all the time. Um, her parents were from Africa and she had an opportunity to go to Harvard. She had an opportunity wow. to go like everywhere. Her, she, her GPA was amazing. She was like, I can't like go away. And I was like, but why you can't? Her, her parents weren't depending on her financially. Um, she ended up going to FSU. Um, she graduated top of her class. Now she's in, um, she has graduated with her master's and they wanted her to stay at FSU to get her doctor. She was like, I'm not staying. And she just got a job at Lockheed Martin. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that was amazing. Um, but she wanted to stay because she wanted to be close to her parents. Um, so I do see that, but she wasn't in an impoverished situation. I do remember when she was in eighth grade and her mom is like, I have a son at UCF. So her, her family, they go to college, her parents didn't go, but her brother was at UCF. She had a high school brother and it was time for the eighth grade dance. And she's like, her mom's like, I can't afford it. I was like, ain't no way. I'm not going to let my girl, like, go to the dance. Like, we going to, um, someone did her hair. I brought her dress. Like, you know, we, you, you do all the things you have, you have to help, help out. Mm-hmm. So, um, and she was always so thankful. So whenever she comes home, we, you know, we have lunch. I didn't get to see her this time, though. Um, but with all that being said, I see it happening both ways. There's also a student, you know, we know who went to Jones, who I was like, it just breaks my heart. Like, she went away. She went to UF. And she left within the first year she, because by all her financial aid, she was sending back home to her parents. Mm. And so she was like, I just don't have enough money. I can't do whatever because she felt like she had to take care of her parents. And so that's why what you said. Did they, is, did they ask that of her? Yes. Wow. That's not right. Yeah. And that is yes. so not And wrong. so it was almost like we pushed her to go. We like what you're not going to do is stay around here. And so but even for you, Jen, like, you know, for that year that you waited you know, for Liz to graduate, and you guys left and went to school together, right? It was what happened, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You got the same year. Um, you felt that responsibility to wait, you know, for her so that she wouldn't be in the house. I think you were going to stand with our grandparents mm-hmm. by herself. You were still in school at Valencia, though, right? Yes. You went to school, so you were still mm-hmm. in school. Now, I don't know. I, I, I really love Valencia, and now it's a college, like, all the things. But sometimes people get trapped, yeah. and they get there, yeah, and they get in there. And because it was almost like... High school again. High school again. Mm-hmm. Because it's the same. It's the that's same. It's the same people. That's you know, that you went to high school with. They used to call it Kirkman High. Yeah. 
So if you don't um, transition your mind to know that I've, I, I'm here, I'm going to get this degree, I'm going to transition. Because if you go to the two-year, then you can automatically get admission into um, to UCF. You get automatic admission into a, a state school. And what people also don't realize, instead of, this is just an aside, y'all, but... A lot of people are trying to apply to go to UF. UF is so hard to get into. It is. UF, FSU, UCF is hard to get into. Yes. If you stay home for two years and get your AA, you automatically get in. So instead of fighting the crowd of all the other people mm -hmm. to get in that first year, mm -hmm. that is an option. The problem, the problem with that option is a lot of students don't have the discipline. Uh huh. That's to, what I was gonna say. To to Separate really, everything. they don't have the discipline to be full time students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unless they are home. away where yes. everybody is a full time student. Yes. Because when they stay home, the first thing they say, "Oh, let me go get this job so I can make this money." No, how about you go to school and you mm -hmm. make money on the after on the weekends, yeah. or you make money after school. Right. But yep. uh, their minds don't transition to being. I need and to be a student now. first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They think that I, in part of being adult, we have told them at eighteen you need to be making your own money. No, if you're if you're college bound, then you need to be a student, be a full time student, mm -hmm. like immerse yourself in your studies mm -hmm. and be a student. And when you have time, you work. Yeah. But they're not willing to do that because the money starts calling them, or yeah. family members who where they're staying at home are requiring them to pay a bill. Uh -huh. You yes. got black people stop right. doing that to your kids. 18 mm. is not grown. Mm. Stop kicking them out the house. They cannot afford to pay bills. None of the bills. They cannot afford to pay bills. If you so you stop and think about what it costs for you to live. Mm. Your child is not equipped to do that. Stop asking them to pay the light bill because they graduated from high school. Yeah. No, you go pick up some more hours. No, you go get a second job. No, you go start a business and know. you pay the bills. But people, know. we got to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Let your, if they're going to stay at home and be at Valencia at Seminole for two years, let them be as long. I, my, this is just me. If they're in school and they're, li they're really immersing themselves in studies and they're doing their part, they're a full time student, they're not playing around, they're not failing classes, they're not, mm -hmm. you know, they're not out flunking out, they're not out just causing chaos and partying and not studying. Leave them be. Stop talking about, oh, now you got to go get a job. My, my light bill going up. It's the same light bill that was there when they was in high school. Stop right. lying. Right. It's the same food they was eating in high school. Because Stop. Because it's putting pressure on them, and they're less likely to finish mm -hmm. because they feel that pressure. Exactly. Mm -hmm. so Stop. You understand as a parent that you want them to do better. So help them. Because all my, I mean, I, I was going to say all my, you know, my Caucasian friends, but I, it's not even just them. I do have some, you know, African American families who, when their child graduates from college. But y'all come back home, stay here, save, save your money, money so mm -hmm. that you can buy a house, we should. so that you can go and buy your own house. So and you teach them that if you're going to get the financial aid, when you get that net check, save it so that save when it. you get out of school, like you have it. enough money to get your own place if you want your own place mm -hmm. or to, to have some money set aside. So after you've worked it. a year mm -hmm. and you have more money um, set up, then you can go and you have a down payment on your own home so you can start without being in a deficit. Exactly. So part of back to what you Sorry. were saying, how do we fix this? We have to work with the parents. Yeah. It's part of it, we have to go back because the, the the brokenness is not in the child. Mm -mm. The no. bro the child didn't break this. 
Mm. Right? The, the, the part that has the children in poverty is the poverty of the parents. Mm-hmm. Until we fix the poverty of the parents, you're not going to fix the poverty of the child because the child didn't cause that. So right, giving that right. parent resources to know that no one's ashamed. And I was like, even G and you sharing your story with the mom or with the daughter and so that she doesn't feel so much so much pressure to stay and so much and if she is going to stay that she still you know that you still connect to her and that you you know what I'm saying like I feel like she's going to need a continued support system um Oh, <laughs> continue support system. I anyway, I have a heater on in the in and the I'm writing on my iPad. It's hot. I was like, gosh, turn that thing down. Oh, I feel amazing. Yeah, and well, we're not take it down. You I like feeling like you in Jamaica, but no I ma'am. do, I do. I, yeah, well, so I hot. think giving that parent resources, but you know, and there are resources for those of you that are in other states. When we say Valencia and Seminole, those are community colleges. Um, here, they're not state colleges here um, in the state of Florida because we live in Florida. I think Valencia is a college now. It's yeah, I just, college. Mm-hmm. I just said it's a college. And Seminole, yeah. Seminole State is a college. Yeah, it's a college. Yeah, that's what I just said. Um, that it's a college. Um, used to be a community college. So, um, just giving you guys a reference of what we were referring to. But I think giving that parent resources to help her. And there's no shame. It happens. It happened to you. It happened yes. to our mom. It happened to all yes. of us. But sh- what she can't do is sit in it. What she can't do is not realize is the impact that is having mentally mm-hmm. and emotionally on her daughter. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think, too, for me, it's more about if I can't help the, the parent because at least help the daughter. you at least continue to pour into the kids mm-hmm. so that they understand it's life after this. This is not your right. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You educate yourself and then... You can move on from this. But research and shows research shows a- that, um, especially black women who leave and go, they always feel they will never reach the financial pinnacle that they can because they always are reaching back to take care of their family. They're never. I don't know. I read an article somewhere like that. Because they always have to keep reaching back, re- keep reaching back. It doesn't matter if she goes away, if she stays close, she go to UF or whatever. She's gonna graduate. She's gonna get her degree, and her parents gonna move her. Like you know what I'm saying? Exactly. They're, they're, so they're it's not, not a it's not a help it's not help the mom only. It's not an either or. It's, it's both. It's, both. Mm-hmm. it's always a both. Yeah. While you're helping the child yeah. shift her mentality and her thinking about her yes. responsibility to her mom, mm-hmm. yeah. you're gonna have to not you gonna when I say you, I'm not saying you. you yeah. Um. But as people, a as a as a community, mm-hmm. the the assistance has to be in both places. While we're because right now, um, you said there are programs that help. When, when there are families that in are homeless, transition. families mm-hmm. in transition, there's money going to help mm-hmm. um, the children, mm-hmm. whether it's bus passes or, mm-hmm. you all know, that. all of that stuff, food that gets to go home. But it, that is bandage, so to speak, because mm. the, the root cause of it doesn't really get fixed unless we figure out what this particular family needs. And she so, needs and it's not, you know, it, it, we don't like to involve social services because as a, as a culture, we don't like to Im- involve people in our business like that because we feel like once we tell them that we are having a hard time caring for our family, that you're going to yeah. come in and take yeah. our children or yeah. you're going to come in and look mm-hmm. at me differently. We, so what do we do as, as a community? How do we help? Do we? Does anyone know a resource in the community? That's why I was asking. What grassroots efforts do we have right now? This is what what Reach Community Center wants to do. Because, th- but this is why this is important to me. Because mm. 
it has to fix the whole family. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It has to be a place that the whole family gets nurtured. Mm-hmm. Until we fix the core of the family, the mothers, the fathers, the nucleuses, the breadwinners, you're always going to have impoverished families. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be. Right. It doesn't have to be like that. But from Jen's standpoint, because she is at the school and she can touch the daughter every day, I see where she's coming from. No, no, no. But completely. that parent also needs to find some resources so you guys can give her the resources. And I'm not saying our she listeners, needs to if you know some resources here in the Orlando area that would help some families in transition and some real help, not just sending them to someone else. Like, you know, organizations that will go in and help where there's uh, families that are mothers and fathers that are sick or, or having problems with, with meeting needs or, yeah. or consistently able to come in and give some resources whether it's um, financial counseling or finances in general real resources please email us at the sisters collective six at gmail.com hit us up on on our um social media websites mm-hmm. we're not just trying to throw out a topic we want to be able to provide real help yeah right. real help to people in the area we come in contact with children all the time who mm-hmm. literally need help who are hanging in the balance when it comes to not having food mm-hmm. I, I get in trouble sometimes because i have snacks in my classroom I sell snacks in my classroom. I have like food because they're coming in at nine o'clock and they're hungry. Mm. They don't want to eat what's in the cafeteria because they, the state lunch program has to be quote unquote healthy. Yeah, but what, what equates to healthy is bland and nasty and our kids aren't eating the food. So they're trying to navigate through in a whole a whole day with nothing on their stomach. No, you, you can come buy this food. Just, mm-hmm. you know, okay. it's not free. But if I see somebody that needs it, I will give it to them. I, sometimes I just give snacks for games. Scholarship but. just came out. Oh, scholarship just came out the other day. Um, for homeless kids that if you are categorized under McKinney Vento a scholarship just in there I think each school gets three kids it just came out I have to make sure that my counselors have that because each year we um like for Thanksgiving and for so once one one thing that I found once a month we get a food drop where it's fresh fruits and vegetables and so we pack it all up and we go out in the parking lot and we pass it out to the families that are coming to pick it up we pass it out to the parents who are coming to pick their kids up. And you would think sometimes that people, I don't, I, we're good, we don't need food. They but you get a different in. response. Nope. When that food, sometimes we had a, a parent come up there and ask, um, is it a food drop today? And so we were like, a food drop? But it wasn't that day. He was looking for some food. So we mm-hmm. had to go to the to our pantry to see, you know, hey, yeah, come look something. and see what we have. And they can come and take yeah, some of the yeah, things. Yeah. But you would think that people would be, oh, no, we don't. No, if, you, if you extend it, I, I feel like as a people, we, we've, we've learned who we can trust with our vulnerabilities mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. So if families really need help and they see that you're giving to them out, out of the goodness, like you're not, you're not loading over them with your giving and you're not no. like, here I am giving something to you, indigent, poor people. Like if you're really giving it because I want you to be at your best, I want right. you and your families to be at your best because I want your children to be at your best. When they can see the heart behind your giving, mm-hmm. when they can see your heart and your giving, people will pride aside. Mm-hmm. You got some sweet potatoes over there. You got some, got some okay. good stuff. You got some, it's you got great. some fruit back there. I mean, you, y'all got some fruit left. That pride aside, they'll come and get. Mm-hmm. And we have to create spaces mm-hmm. where people feel safe being vulnerable in times yeah. of need. Yeah. We partner with this church that's right across from the school, and they have. I I think they get it from Second Harvest Food Bank, and they'll have a day like on a Saturday, where they'll come set up, and families can come through and pick out the items. When they set up, we were supposed to start at 9 o'clock. By 7.30, it was a line mm. of people waiting to get in. And they just come through and get the items. So 
there are resources and help out there. Um, people just have to go to the right places and let people know. Now, it, it, it may be that if I helped you this month, um, then you can't come back again the next month for the same help um, from mm. different agencies. But it's just that in all of the agencies, they seem to connect and it's have the same, informa- same information. So if you've gone to this agency for help, you can't go to the sister agency mm. and still ask for the same uh, for the same help. Yeah. The second harvest is good. I know when yeah, I start working, I went to second harvest. I was like, where can I get some paper towels? Where can I get out of, because like in between... Like that summertime when you're an educator and you're not working. Summer can be I, rough. I, I was like, beginning. My, I was like, my God, can I? I need some napkins. And, I need some toilet paper. Let's just be real. If you only have a little bit of money and you have to feed your family, you might not have tissue. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's when you get napkins from the from the um, corner <laughs> store. You get napkins from. Um, mm-hmm. Let's just keep it real. Getting napkins from McDonald's and and loading up and and a couple of, every couple of days you got to go get napkins because you don't have. Ain't no tissue. Listen, listen. What what happens for an impoverished family when there's two or three women in the house and all y'all on cycles? Lord what happens if you that? can't get to Second Harvest? What happens if you can never get there? What happens if you've never heard of it? But not just Second Harvest. Where's the thing where you can get the um your furniture? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, Mustard um, seeds. Mustard seeds. Yeah. seeds. They got good furniture. Good stuff. I was like, oh my god. But gosh. I was like, but for people who are giving away their couch, send it to the mustard seed who giving it to lamps and you just want to throw it away and put it on the side of the road. Call one of these agencies who will pick it up for you mm-hmm. and be able to give it to someone else. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it's, absolutely. It's and if really there's good. a resource that has all of these some website that has all these resources listed maybe on one website of one hub where people can go to get all these resources please share that with us and we'll do our best to compile a list of of resources Mm -hmm. as well community resources for people that are just you know down in luck or you know just in Mm -hmm. transition and you're moving it's the first time into your apartment and you can't afford to have a house full of furniture but you don't want to be sitting on the floor either because that's not necessarily going to be you know helpful for your health um, if you're trying to sleep like that. So uh, we'll do our best to compile a list. And yeah. then if you have resources as well, send um, please send that to us. Yeah. Did you want to add something to it? Or did you have a resource? Or did you have a... No, there are a lot of, of resources out there that um, we can post. Um, so I'll compile them, the ones that yeah. I've found. Okay. And um, we can post them. Um, but my whole point for this topic this week is so we start thinking about the kids. Yeah. And how do we help the kids to see past their current situation mm-hmm. and that that's not the end? And I think even for us, as we went through certain situations growing up, I think our whole our whole focus, I can remember us having a conversation. a conversation. I just thought about and that. And the conversation was about we have to go to college because mm. we want to have AC. We we, we see like no, yes. no no this is, this might be simple it to might you be all, simple you all, but, but we when you not. have grown up in homes you live in Florida mm. and when you have grown up um and the last time you had AC in your home was when you were in third and fourth grade and that was when we lived in the apartment. And after that, you would everywhere we were moving. It was like a the wall, the the window wall units, something like mm-hmm. that. But and I know that might seem no. Trivial. That one little house didn't have anything. That little no, that one didn't house. have the the the, air, the wall unit I'm talking about was at mom's mm-hmm. house. Yeah. All the other places we lived had nothing. So it was that hot. might seem trivial to you all, and and maybe God used the the inconvenience of of that to spur 
mm-hmm. something in us that says I must because there's mm-hmm. one time when we were still on Mercer Drive we were children and I feel like we had and maybe maybe my timeline is off but we had a conversation but all I do know is that something in us decided this this poverty that we're in we that didn't even Oakland. know we didn't even know we were poor until we moved to Oakland and we saw weight that what we were just living in was a little bit different than this. And even then, we moved from apartment to poorer than what we were in the apartment. Mm-hmm. I need you to get that. Well, your bathroom is outside. No, literally, go out the back door and, and into another bathroom. door. It's not exposed, but you go out the kitchen door onto a, a porch. And there's a door there. The bathroom is there. And then you don't even have a shower. It wasn't a shower. There was we no had shower to, in the house. We, we bathed to, out of a bucket. Yes. So hot, hot or cold water in a bucket, and you basically taking whole baths for the for two uh, one or two years. Imagine that five wow. or six people in a house taking baths out of a bucket, and if it's late at night and you can't go outside because there's a the, the neighbors oh. yard we shared had a dog, you pooping in a in a in a in a bucket in a bucket pissing you in a bucket. Are, where were you in, in the open. house beside no. the hole in this church? That little house. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, stay there. That's no, a little brown. The little brown ch- I was a baby, though. Yeah, she doesn't remember because she was oh, a child. Really but I remember small. you guys saying that but you guys, we, we lived there. We lived there, I remember. That's where we stayed. So we knew growing up, our college for us wasn't optional. I remember Patrice and I had a, a conversation, too. We said, we made within ourselves, we said, if for some reason we can't get to college, we have to go to Job Corps. We mm-hmm. have to get some training. We have to get out of here. Yeah. We have to get I out heard. of here. We said that. We're children, but we know... I don't care what it takes. I gotta go. We have to get out of Oakland because yeah. we saw that people that were born there died there. Mm-hmm. It's people that we grew up with that's still, still there, there and they'll never make it out of there. And so we knew that if we, if our minds right now don't say that out is the only option, then we'll always be here. Mm-hmm. So somewhere along the line, we knew, and we'll stop it here. What you're gonna, what she's gonna have to, the determination this young lady's gonna mm-hmm. have to have that despite her situation, she is, she's either gonna use it. As the Motivation. excuse, as the excuse why she cannot, or the reason why she must. Yes. And for us, it became, I have to get out. Yes. This poverty is the reason why I must go to school. And I don't advocate for school for everybody because yeah, it's, it's, it's a financial it's, trap at some point. Yes. But but training beyond high school is a must for everyone. Yes. So she either going to use it as an excuse why she has to, why she can't. Or, or the reason why she must. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, y'all. Yes. Make sure that you send in your resources. I was saying that was a great episode. Right. Yeah. You know, send in your, your resources. We will add some, you know, in the show notes. Um, thank y'all for listening. And if you have the opportunity to um, give back, to mentor, do that. Be Don't good sit to on someone, it. please. Yes. It, it, it takes a whole it. village. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just not an African proverb. That's something that we have to live by. It takes yeah. all of us. None of us are as good as we're going to be alone. Yeah. So please, if you have the ability and the capacity, help someone. Help someone, please. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Have a great week. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Sisters Collective. Tune in next week for another family meeting. Be sure to rate, comment, subscribe, and follow us at The Sisters Collective on all social media platforms.